0: Welcome to Campfire Football, I'm Sebastian North. Today I wanted to talk about a story that came up about 10 days ago, and I wanted to keep an eye on it, but also this morning we got some more news on the whole thing to bookend it just a little bit, and so I felt I'd make a segment. So this is the Kieran Trippier betting saga. Now for those of you who don't know, this is basically a multifaceted story that goes... I think if you wanted to, you could research it and it goes deep into all kinds of different, into the organizations involved in the game, different entities, interests. And basically this story really highlights some of the accountability and responsibility of every single, you know, group involved at this level. Now, while... There are, I'm sure, quite a few bad faith actors in this entire thing. I don't really know who they are because a lot of the information regarding this entire investigation has not been disclosed. So you know, we're kind of still in the dark about a lot of the details. So I'm not really gonna go into raising any conspiracy theories about FIFA or anything like that. I'm just gonna ask some questions that to me seem pretty logical. So from the top, On December 23rd, Kieran Trippier was hit with a 75,000 pound um, fine by the FA and banned from football for 10 weeks, so about two months. All of this for four breaches of a rule that prevents players to speak on their profession to people outside the game about something before it has actually been made public, right? And this has to do with betting overall because it's more about whether people take information and make money off it before everyone knows about it. That's where this all comes from. Now, Kieran Trippier maintains that he's innocent in all this, that he never placed any bets, that he never made money from any bets placed. So why is he guilty? What is he guilty of? And did he actually do anything wrong? And what's the point of this rule? So I'm going to cover those three things real quick. First of all, is he guilty? Well, the rules state that if you give information on something related to your professional career that is not yet made public, yeah, that's a violation of the rules. But these are betting allegations. So that leads us into question number two is what actually is guilty? Well, what's guilty is someone has to take that information you gave them and actually put money on it because if they don't, the whole thing's a moot point, no one cares. You just had a nice dinner where you talked about your plans to move to Madrid in a week or two, the news will come out in a a couple days, your friends say, oh, good, congratulations, and that's it. But the second one of those people maybe goes to a pub and talks to someone and then that person goes, I'm putting money on this. Well, now you probably have someone making an exorbitant amount off of kind of a random thing which might alert the authorities, right? So the question is, why does a rule like this exist in the first place? Well, I think maybe how about this situation? A player plays at Chelsea, okay? His wife's Italian. They like to spend their holidays, you know, in Italy in the summer. All of a sudden, there's a bid from one of the Milan clubs. We don't know which one. It could be AC. It could be Inter. No one knows. And now... You know, this player is like, wow, you know, there's a lot of interest in whether or not I'm going to go to Italy, and you know, people are asking questions and everything. He's on holidays and need to worry about answering anything directly, but he realizes there's been another deal in the works, and it's Bayern, and that one is just a couple days from being completely sealed and done. So he goes and he tells all his people, throw as much money as you can on I go to Bayern Munich today. Meanwhile, you know, social media, media coverage is stoking up the two Milan clubs. In the end, chooses Bayern and a windfall of money goes to just a select few people who knew the information in the first place. Okay, that may be the thing that you want to try and avoid by having this kind of regulation in place. And then, you know, at some point, if these regulations are in place, you'd think you'd want to enforce them from time to time. Well here's the thing. Do people are people actually doing anything wrong? I look at what Kieran Trippier did here, and from all accounts from what we know, he seemed he seemed to just let the cat out of the bag that he was moving out of the country. Now if he was going to a different club club in the Premier League, he actually could probably keep a lid on it to everybody that he's leaving because he may not need to change where he lives, he may not need to move his kids' schools, he may not need to find a new place to, you know, he may not need to uproot his life. But going to Madrid, totally different story, almost impossible to keep people from knowing that that's what you're doing. Well, now the question is, why on earth is there a betting market for that? And if it exists, why is the player somehow held accountable for it? So that's a question I'll get into at the end. But first of all, the ban has been put on hold. As of this morning, uh, the for some reason, FIFA went ahead and told Atleti that they were going to be able to actually take this to the Court of Arbitration Sport, present their case, and potentially have the charges completely overturned and dropped. Another thing I find fascinating, considering how confusing the whole thing is. Who is in charge here? That's my next real question. If the FA impose a ban, by the way, on one of their own players. This is an English player. So they impose a ban on, a, on some rule, and the whole story from the very beginning is a little bit murky. And then Atleti, because they want their own club player to be playing, they go to FIFA and say, hey, look, this makes no sense. And the, the allegations are not clear enough, and it, it's ridiculous that a, a, a player's own FA would come down on him like this that it seems completely ridiculous so fifa goes ahead takes a look at it and allow atleti to go and challenge it so let's say they challenge it and the court of arbitration and sport shuts it down well now what the english fa just started this whole thing in late december and now they just drop it or do they get to appeal And then where does that put them in a personal level with Kieran Trippier and his own FA? I mean, it's a very, very, very strange thing and very confusing, right? So then you ask yourself, well, who's got an agenda here, right? Uh, First of all, the FA, why would they do this? Now, if you want to give them the the highest benefit of the doubt, you would say that they just tried to get ahead of a story that was clearly going to come out and they wanted to impose a quick ban early, get him off scot-free because – They were worried it might turn into something bigger should someone else find out about it later. I don't really know. I kind of doubt that, honestly. I have a feeling the bookies have something to do with it. Uh, It's very possible that a big sum of money was made from this and that they have started to see patterns of players being able to get people to essentially win the bet on where they're going to go. I don't really know as well how you would necessarily find out who these people are. How much of these are the betting companies using a lot of their data to figure out that these are Kieran Trippier's friends that made the money from this? And the betting companies, they have a lot of power because they sponsor a lot of the league. They sponsor a lot of the teams. So if they start to see their bottom line get undercut, undercut by these kinds of strategies, they may want to let someone know in the FA to do something. Who would that someone be? A lawyer. You get a lawyer. You say, "Hey, we've got this suspicion that the Kieran Trippier transfer uh, had some illegal betting going on. Take a look at this." So now you got a guy who I don't know for how many months has and or years has been building this case. Right? Has he been doing this since almost since it happened? Building a case. All these hours. All this legal time. All this legal work to arrive here where atleti might just win and the guy's actually playing football again he's he's been cleared of his band the band's been suspended so you involve all these people and then you have the lowest common denominator which are basically just the few people who made the buck who saw an opportunity to make a quick buck who got the news early and were like hey you know, i've got this info and i know that i i would imagine that kieran uh, Trippier would love to go back in time and tell whoever he told, do not put money on this and do not let anyone put money on this or else I am going to get in trouble. Yeah, He would have had to foresee that this kind of thing would happen in the first place, right? Because it's rare. It did sort of happen to Daniel Sturridge. He got hit with the exact same rules. But this all makes me want to ask a few questions. And I think that they're valuable. And I hope that just having them linger for you might generate some conversation somewhere, and you might come to some answers on these. So first of all, where is the line between a player's personal and professional life, especially especially in terms of betting, right? Is it just what happens on the pitch, or is it also things related to their playing career that are happening off the pitch, like a transfer? Transfer has nothing to do with what's happening on the field, nothing. But it is part of their professional life. However, it's a huge part of their personal life. It's massive, right? Their whole family, everything changes because of where they go. Should we be able to bet on that aspect of their job? I think that's a really, really fair question. Should the FAs or the clubs or even the players unions or whatever, get together and say, these are the kinds of odds and bets and markets that you are not allowed to open because they start to impact the players and clubs on an internal level, right? Maybe. Have the betting markets gotten out of control? Have these betting companies gotten too big and too powerful in the sense that are they able to go ahead and create odds in a market on something that is kind of inhumane, you know, not fair really to people. And that puts professionals walking a total tightrope. Kieran Trippier was from the moment he was from the moment someone placed a bet on the fact that he might be going, he was walking a tightrope on what anything he may have done was and who may, he may have talked to that might've put money on this, which leads me to then what I was saying earlier. Do these betting companies have so much data on their users and on the people that you know are connected to their users, meaning people who are in their contacts list or whatever? Do they have so much data that they can tell that the person that made the money is as close as you can get based on social media relevance and, and connection to Kieran Trippier? really makes you wonder how on earth did this whole thing get started in the first place so the real final question i have is who put this in motion and why what was the reason to do this in the first place if it's going to fall flat on its face once atletico decide to complain to fifa very very curious i'm not bringing any conspiracy theories or anything up like i said i just wanted to mention how bizarre this story really is And it's worth us all thinking about, especially as in the United States, sports betting is exploding. What are these markets on? What can we do? And how is it going to impact the players? Who knows? Hope you find some answers. This is Campfire Football. I'm Sebastian North. Good night.